Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. Life We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life tips. Life tips. Life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Welcome your hosts, Byron White and Amanda Smith. Welcome to the show, everyone. Happy to have you on the show. Look forward to uh, another great show with you. I would love to... uh, chime in with Mandy and see how you're doing, Mandy. How are you, Mandy? Hey, happy almost Halloween. (laughs) Um, I understand we're going to have some festivities in the office here, and you guys have secretly got together and have some apple bobbing plans or something crazy for us. (laughs) Maybe not that. Yes, apple bobbing merriment. Yes, if you enjoy fun, I would hope everyone attends this party. It's going to be pretty good. I'm excited. Well, we're we're going to dive right in with our guest in a few minutes, but I have a really funny story for you with how I met our guest and before he chimes in. We'll take a break before he comes on. But um, I was at uh, a trade show, um, the an international book expo, actually, um, probably three years ago, and um, I was walking around the enormous football field size uh, conference show floor, um, and I, I passed by a booth with a gentleman that had a, a putting green, basically, for his <laughs> trade show booth, whereupon I stopped uh, and began chatting with Dr. James Payne and learned a little bit about um, why he was there. He was there signing a book that he had just published, um, which is very uh, exciting on putting. <laughs> um, and he was a lovely gentleman, um, didn't think too much of it, met, met a lot of people there. He gave me a copy of his book. Um, and I went went back and, and actually read his book and absolutely changed my golf game. <laughs> um, so I am thrilled to have him on the show today and for you to have set him up. So uh, we're going to talk golf. He has another book as part of the PeopleWise series, uh, not only on putting but on selling and on brain-to-brain. He's a fascinating gentleman. So let's take a break uh, right now and come back with Dr. James Payne. Um, and uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes, everyone. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Next, with our lean and mean team, how can we manage our publishing needs and still have time to save the planet? No worries, 99. DMX is the premier ad exchange network. They publish ads that circle the globe every day. It's a mission possible. But you know our inventory needs maximum exposure. Would you believe DMX had 10 billion impressions just last month? Their real-time auction-based service gets us the top dollar for our ad space, while their superior service saves us the time we need to save the world. Oh, sorry about that, Chief. But we need creative control and our own third-party networks. And who will help manage our relationships? DMX has Media Guard. We can select our own advertising banning profile so direct media exchange networks know which ad types we don't like. And we look great. And did I mention DMX is free? Looks like working undercover is a thing of the past. Get smart. Get DMX. Making every impression count. Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing programs, right? Right. So your team is responsible for email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign optimization, and scheduling? Your point? Why are you so relaxed? My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices, and it's making us mental. What is it? Aromatherapy? Acupuncture? Why are you so relaxed? You just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month. So with Lyris, one company can do it all. I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already. To see how Lyris can simplify your life, visit Lyris.com or call 1-888-GO-LYRIS. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with Lyris today. FCOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. 
Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say no more. Huh? I see you're working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creators for you to optimize your eCPM, and they will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com. For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. FCS Chicago. Chicago 2008 is coming to the Windy City December 8th through the 12th at the fabulous Chicago Hilton. Join thousands of your friends and colleagues at one of the biggest conferences as we wrap up 2008. Check out Can't Miss Panels and keynote presentations from Stanford Law Professor Lawrence Lessig and Omniture President and CEO Josh James. Search Engine Strategies Chicago December 8th through the 12th. Log on to SearchEngineStrategies.com and register today. We'll see you there. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the show, everyone, and welcome our guest today, Dr. Dr. James Payne. Welcome, Dr. Dr. Payne. Thank you. And, and, of course, there are many jokes about having a name Dr. Payne, which we won't have time to go into. <laughs> okay, <all right. laughs> but we understand you're a Fulbright scholar and a fascinating individual, and it's good to be chatting with you again. Do you remember meeting me some time ago? I do remember that. That was about three years ago. I'm surprised that uh, you gave me a call and that you uh, remembered me, and I'm, I'm thrilled. <laughs> well, you know, you probably met literally hundreds, if not thousands, of people at that, that show. Um, but uh, but we're here to talk with you about your series of books. Tell us a little bit about your series, and um, and uh, we'd love to hear more about about your methodologies on making yourself wise with people. Okay, all right. Uh, I have been uh, working on this uh, system or theory for about thirty five years, and the first book that I came out with, uh, which explains the theory sort of in depth, it's uh, it's a. Uh, called people wise brain to brain it's about 200 pages but uh it gets pretty much into it but it's an easy read and it's a fast read then uh the next book that we did was uh people wise putting which was how you use the theory in improving a skill and this skill happened to be putting and then we came out with the third book called people wise selling the art of selling brain to brain which would be how you uh really sort of uh assist people in their own buying uh, and uh, because we found that different people prefer to be handled in different ways. So that's really what it boils down to. And can you tell us a little bit about the, the overall uh, improvement that one can begin to experience by tapping into some of your theory and, and some of your understanding with, with human nature? What we found out is uh, as uh, an individual begins to understand that uh, they are not necessarily the same as everybody else. In other words, uh, most people when they teach or they counsel or they coach or they manage, manage in the way that they have been managed or the way that they prefer to be managed. Now that's fine as long as the other people are in sync with that. But what we find is uh, many people prefer to be dealt with in an entirely different way, and then once they understand how these ways fall out, which there's basically just four, and uh, then they begin to understand themselves a little better, and then also how they may be able to uh, really develop some skill in terms of working with others, primarily interpersonal skills. Hmm. And let's have you walk us through the four ways that people fall out, if you will, and, and, and get profiled in your in your world of analysis here. Sure. You, you, there are many instruments out there, uh, like the DISC instrument or the power management uh, or uh, just my, uh, my, uh, Myers-Briggs, any of these. But what this does with people-wise, it works as if 
it's developmental as opposed to, we'll say, on a continuum of uh, task, no task, or people, no people. And what it is is uh, the uh, what we call left-brainers, which would be level fours. Uh, these are individuals that prefer to be dealt with by a step-by-step process, sequence, uh, first things first, sort of. They want things logical, practical, repetitious. And then uh, right-brainers, which would be level fives, they prefer more novelty and change, cause and effect. They're sort of result-oriented. Uh, they like outcome-based. They like a little bit of theory. And then what we call front-brainers, these would be level sixes. They prefer to be more empathetic. They're more sensitive. They're more feeling-oriented. Uh, they like to be engaged in the process. They uh, like uh, to have harmony. And then uh, we have rear-brainers, which are a little bit rare. Uh, there's only about 3% of the population that we would identify as rear-brainers, although in sport we're finding them use more and more uh, techniques on rear-braining. But these would be people that are interdirected. They've conquered fear. They thrive on risk. Uh, they're complex thinkers. Some people have referred to them as no-limit people. They're very... Uh, process-oriented, they're at peace with themselves. One of the things that distinguishes them, though, is they can have peak experiences almost on demand. And a peak experience is a MUGA, uh, and a MUGA is a Japanese-based word that means experiencing something wholeheartedly. Uh, Everybody experiences it, but they can bring it on demand. So those are really the four basic types. Hmm. And is the goal and objective to... try to quickly identify the characteristics of who you're communicating with and therefore adapt your 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 communication to them in a manner that is read better and learned better and communicated better? Absolutely. Uh, what you're going to try to do is very early in the process, you want to know which is the way that they prefer to be dealt with, whether it's being taught, sold, managed, led, doesn't make any difference. But you're trying to figure out which is the best way to uh, that which is the best way that they want to be dealt with that's correct hmm. now transcend us to the internet world um do, do you uh, and this could be your your category your topic for your next book but um <laughs> have have you can you can you imagine profiling individuals that that buy on the web or make purchases or fill out forms and 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 and, and bring these character you know these these markers and these tags on people that you've identified to the web world where a conversion happens uh, I'm not too sure if you could uh, what uh, happens if you're face to face it's a little bit easier to do once you're trained just a little bit it's a little bit easier to do but you could do it. Uh, on the web, uh, non-face-to-face, by looking at maybe what they've previously done. And what you're looking at is how they go about uh, uh, purchasing the item as well as what the items are. Now, let let me give you an example. For instance, uh, front-brainers, level sixes, they're going to be looking for items that have more to do with ecology, uh, that uh, they feel like... uh, uh, things uh, are comfortable, uh, that they're not really interested in the style, so to speak. Uh, they want to make sure that it sort of fits for them. Now, if you take a, a right-brainer, on the other hand, they're going to want products that sort of uh, are extensions of their body. They sort of like to, uh, I'm going to use the word show off, but th- that's maybe a little bit overemphasized. But they they they, they uh, like themselves and they, they want things to sort of... Uh, uh, express who they are. They're a little more flashy, I guess. Uh, Left-brainers, uh, on the other hand, uh, they're going to sort of go with what other people are doing. They're going to be sort of more traditional in that way. Uh, so you'd have to sort of look at what they've purchased, and then if you get them on the phone, you know they're going they're go- they're going to tip themselves off right away because they're going to tell you what they want. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And- this would be really helpful to the webmasters of the world that are listening into the show. Could you Absolutely. For, for instance, if, you, if you've got a website, okay, if you've got a website. Images. I was going to ask you for images, right? Okay. Could, could oh. you give us some examples of images that would appeal to the four different groups of people? I sure can. I sure can. Uh, in fact, we've done a lot in developing for companies uh, brochures, 
okay, and uh, we've done a few websites, and what you have to do is you have to determine, do you want to go with your niche, okay, as to what fits, or are you going to uh, try to broaden your niche? Uh, let me try to answer this in a couple of ways. For instance, if a person hires us to come in and sort of uh, do some marketing for them, some strategy, what we do is we will have uh, the customers that are repeat customers or loyal customers fill out an instrument. And on that instrument, it will sort of tell us, uh, you know, whether they're fours, fives, sixes, or sevens. Okay, then what we do is then we do the same thing with, uh, management as well as uh, the employees that are dealing directly with the customer. And what we find, uh, especially among smaller companies, uh, they have a tendency uh, to uh, hire people like themselves, and then lo and behold, the customers are a lot like themselves. And then what we do is then we say, well, do you want to go deeper into that same constituency or do you want to brought out to maybe a different type of constituency? Mm-hmm. And so when you're talking about images, as an example, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, with the left-brainers level four, they're going to want to see things uh, very traditional, very plain. They like for things to be numbered or bullet one, two, three, four, five. They don't want a lot of stuff on there. Now, with the uh, level uh, fives, on the other hand, the right-brainers, uh, they're going to want maybe things more that are going to be moving or maybe music in there, or they're going to want to have things that are going to be more, uh, that they're going to persuade them, that uh, uh, it's going to sort of lure them or grab them or bring them in. Uh, the level where the complication comes in is we'll say with the level four, if you get too cute, it scares them off. Okay, with the level five, they're willing to take, uh, they're willing to go out there a little bit. The level sixes, on the other hand, for instance, we've done a lot. They don't like things in black and white. Uh, they prefer things in green or, or brown. Uh, if you're doing it, and then of course, if you've got background in there that sort of shows a sunset or a, uh, an ocean, uh, those types of things. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the only thing that's difficult is when you get in the rear brain. Now, remember, there's only 3% of the rear brain. The rear brainers can play all of them. In other, in other words, we don't know how to gear anything for a rear brainer. The rear brainer is just a, 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 a person that marches to their own beat or something. Hey, Dr. Payne, just a, a quick question for you. But if I'm less of a, a Tiger Woods pro and I'm more a um, happy time mini golf type of person, okay, okay, okay. am I, I going to be able to understand the business concepts in the book? You should. Yeah, yeah, okay. you sure could. For for instance, uh, uh, what we find with individuals that are happy uh, putt-putt people that go out there, they play for the fun of it, okay, and they get a kick out of it, where if the Tiger Woods type, they want to win, and, and, and so you've got uh, different directions going on there. And, uh, but you, but the, your example is a great one, because if you uh, take a happy-go-lucky sort of easy person, the thing is interesting on the golf course, uh, they play slower, and uh, this upsets those people that uh, want to get moving. And, uh, uh, and so you run into a little bit of a conflict on a golf course uh, because the level sixes, they're there for uh, the camaraderie. They're there for the socialization as they're playing with other people, where uh, the level fives or the rear brainers, level sevens, uh, they're out there to get things done, and they want to get done in a hurry. <laughs> With, with your marketing, app, we're, we're, we're now Mandy's really in tune because she can relate to you on the putt putt level. So, <laughs> thank you. Well, listen, that's a great example. That's a, that's a great example. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is and another thing stuff. is, we'll say with the putt putt example, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to find that uh, if you go to a putt putt place and they're bringing their children in and they're working with their children, a lot of times that's left brainers. In, in other words, they have fun working with their children. Their children will be. But now the right-brainers, on the other hand, uh, they even want to beat their children. In, in other words, they want to score better. It's the darndest thing you ever saw. <laughs> um, the concept of the sectional brain approach, which is kind of how this is being simplified, um, uh-huh. what, what, what causes people to, uh, to uh, have development var- variables, if you will, on different parts of their brain, because I assume okay. you're talking about a literal development 
Yeah, uh, we, we're getting the, the I, we're getting the idea of uh, right brain, left uh, left brain, mm-hmm. uh, yes. fore brain, rear brain. We're getting this from work that's been done by Amy Hoffler and Bradley Hatfield out of the University of uh, Maryland. And what they've done is they have worked with uh, very skilled uh, uh, people that uh, would be like marksmen shooting rifles. They're into uh, sort of Olympian-type things. And what they've done is they've also looked at novices. Now, here's the interesting thing how the brain uh, situation works. is With the unskilled person, okay, uh, when they're playing, Okay, before they execute the task, and let's say they're fairly serious about the task. In other words, they're trying to accomplish something, whether they're trying to get better at ballroom dancing or they're, sh- or they're throwing darts or they're shooting pool, but they're fairly serious. In other words, they want to uh, get a lot better. Mm-hmm. What you find out is just prior to the execution of the skill, mm-hmm. the brain fires, and they call that brain activation. Mm-hmm. Now, with the unskilled novice person, the brain fires, it's scattered. But with the highly skilled individual, we'll say as high as the Olympian, what you find out is the brain fires, the brain is firing in a more localized area. Now, if you get them up where they get into the zone or the flow, then the brain fires about the size of a dime. And, uh, of course, what PeopleWise uh, does is we, when we're dealing with a skill like PeopleWise putting, we're trying to strive to get them closer to the zone is what we're trying to do. Now, the difference is is that we're finding out that not everybody's brain fires in the same place. Some fire left, some fire right, some fire forward, and some fire in the rear. And then that's where this people-wise comes in because once we can identify that, we can come up with strategies for doing it four different ways. Most of the time when people are working on skill development, they only know one way to teach it, and that's the way they learn best. And almost with every skill, especially if it has to do with the mental part of the game, uh, it can be done done four different ways. Mm -hmm. Let's dive into the sales world. We all want to try to help improve our sales. Okay. Um, And everyone's really a salesperson, I like saying, at our company and every company, right? It starts from the way people greet are greeted over the phone, and it might end with a president of the company making a closing rebuttal sure. on or sure. negotiation with a price. What's how does how do you translate this into the sales profession? In this, okay, this let, let, let me uh, let me give you some examples about how we stumbled onto this. Uh, uh, I was uh, invited uh, to. Uh, do some work with an automobile uh, uh, dealership in Savannah, Georgia. And they were high-end product people. And uh, what they did is they sold uh, like Buicks, BMWs, Mercedes. But they also uh, had uh, uh, Volkswagen and uh, Subaru. Uh, and at that time, um, they had uh, Datsun, which is now Nissan. And, uh, but they were, they were real well on the high-end. But on uh, the lower-priced vehicles, they were uh, lost their market share. And so what we did is we very simply went in and uh, we uh, administered, uh, which in, in all of the PeopleWise series of books, there will be a little paper-pencil test in there. It's pretty simple to do. Now, we have other more sophisticated means, but we, we take a thing that a person can fill out in a matter of three or four minutes, and we can get a pretty rough idea of about, uh, what they prefer. Well, what we found out is on the high end, those would be what we would call right-brainers, level fives, okay, and they, they were no-nonsense people. They uh, would come in, they wanted to be sold, and they went through a regular selling uh, cycle, uh, a regular step program, and it worked perfect. But then when we started getting in, we'll take Volkswagen as an example. That was a, that was a real thing for us. We found out that we had the same type salesperson selling in Volkswagen, but when we administered the instrument to the customers that were coming in the door, even those that we lost, okay, uh, what we found out is they were front-brainers. And what happened is they didn't want to be dealt with so directly. In fact, we found out that they would not buy on their first trip in. In other words, uh, they wanted to shop around. And so what was important in, in the sales business, as you know, you got your thing in automobile businesses, you meet your B-backs in heaven. Well, what happens is that's great for right-brainers, and it's really great for left-brainers. But in the four-brainers, they're not going to buy no matter what that first time in. They're feeling the place out. 
And usually they'll know more about the product than the salesperson does. But they're going to come back, and they will only buy from a salesperson they can relate with or they like. Now, let's say they want a certain type of Volkswagen. Okay, they're going to come in there, they're going to shop around. But let's say they don't like that salesman. They'll go across town, they'll go 100 miles, 200 miles away, buy that same product from someone, okay, that they can identify with. But let me tell you the crucial part of it is they'll also pay more. In, in other words, they'll pay more for a product, okay, where they can identify with the person that's dealing with them. That's, that's the real key. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and we, did this, we did this with a large enough in that we can go into a place and predict it. In other words, we don't. Mm-hmm. So what did we do? Let me tell you what we did to get our market, sh- market share and to increase profitability. Besides fire all the sales, sales reps and hire, hire uh-huh. other sales so reps did, for the right personality what, what, type. What we did is we trained the existing sales staff in the people-wise approach, which gave them uh, some other skill. In other words, rather than trying to push the person and try to sell them, they were assisting them in buying. And then what would happen is they knew they couldn't sell them on the first time in. So what they did is they prepared them for a comeback, for a be-back, and then they would follow it up. In other words, they were much softer, and they listened more. They didn't speak as much, and they asked more questions. And uh, uh, let me tell you, it just it's almost magical how it works. We did the same thing uh, with one of the largest companies that sell wallpaper uh, out on the uh, West Coast. And what we did there is we found out that all the salespeople in selling wallpaper, every one of them now, scored above the midline on level six front brainers. And so theirs was always uh, where they would come in and they would sort of counsel uh, the people that were buying the wallpaper. Well, this particular group also had high-end wallpaper, very, very expensive wallpaper, exotic wallpaper. And what they found out is those people want to be sold. They want to be convinced. They want to be dealt with more directly. They want somebody that really understands uh, where they're coming from. And you can see it all the way from the way people dress when they walk in. Not everybody now can be, in other words, most people are a blend of two or three of these. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, It's where you really got to zero in on the sales is when an individual tips himself off and they're what we call ultimately are almost closed. In other words, 90, 95% of their thinking, acting, behaving is either right, left, front, or rear. And so that's where you really need to, because most people are open, although they'll lean in a direction, uh, they they can accept things a little bit different. But boy, let me tell you, in this day and age, you've got to be much more precise. And another thing is, compared to a few years ago, uh, the front-brainers have grown in size. In other words, we have more front-brainers now in the last, we'll say, 10 to 12 years than we've ever seen come into the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the training's all done with right and left-brainers, fours and fives. And so it's really disruptive for uh, a company to come in and then try to deal with a different clientele. Mm-hmm. And they, their skills have to change. Okay, so let's suggest I'm a sales manager of a company and I'm fascinated by this discussion. And all of my sales is phone-based, um, and my sales reps deal with clients on the phone. Can your can your methodologies be applied to phone communication, or is, or is, is there important to have the one 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 to one sort of kinetic matching going on? It's it's pretty much where you have this theory works best if it's one to one because it's yeah. based strongly on interpersonal skills it's ba- it comes out of the education realm uh, that's what I'm in I'm an educator and it has to do you know with coaching teaching that type of thing where you have hands on although when it comes to uh we'll say um telephone okay let's say cold calls prospecting mm-hmm. on cold calls yeah you do go through uh, you know when you're going to uh, you're going to make sure that you're not interrupting the person. You know, am I taking you away from anything important? And then uh, do you have three minutes? Okay, you're going to go through a standard uh, process there. But then as you're talking, then depending on the type of questions you might ask, might vary if you get a sense on the phone uh, about what do they want. For instance, if they interrupt you and are abrupt, you may want to get to the bottom line and get right onto it. 
If they don't interrupt, chances are you may want to be more questioning, you want to ask more questions, uh, that type of thing. Uh, keep in mind, when, a, when you're dealing with a person on the phone, sometimes they'll want answers. Other times, they just want to chat. In other words, they, 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 want, they want to feel uh, engaged. And if they're not engaged, you're going to lose them. But, but now remember, on that other group, they don't care whether they're engaged or not. They want an authority telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. How important do you think it is to be enthusiastic about what you're selling, and where does that cross over into the boundaries of these four personality types? Can I be, uh, over, with, can with I be right overly brain, enthusiastic, or, or is, is it impossible? Go ahead, yeah. Okay, with right, with right-brainers, you can't, you, can't, you can't be too enthusiastic. Okay, with left-brainers, more traditional people, okay, uh, individuals that want uh, these bullets, that want things one, two, three, four down there, you can scare them away by being too enthusiastic. In, in, uh, in other words, uh, these are individuals oftentimes that will even walk slower. Uh, they're going to probably dress more conservative. Uh, they're individuals that want to sort of take their time. But being too enthusiastic, you can scare them off. So you have to sort of curb your enthusiasm, and I say you got to cheer down a little bit when you're dealing with uh, the left-brainers. Now, when you get to the right-brainers, okay, level fives, you can't be too enthusiastic. Now, with the four-brainers, what you want to do is your enthusiastic has to be warm, and you have to bring them into the enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's a question that I bet you cannot answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> All right, fine. Okay. Away. And I'll tell you, I won't answer it if I don't know the answer. <laughs> uh, well, I'd like you to try anyway. But okay. Can you imagine a day where, or, or maybe you've even seen a company that has a matchmaking facility to the process of taking a prospect customer and matching them up with the right person that should be responsible for building a relationship with that individual and eventually selling to them. Can you we've imagine done this, a world like that? We've done this in a couple of companies. Now, let me tell you how we've done this, okay, in a couple of companies. All right. Uh, what we've done is, uh, in, in other words, if we have a group, uh, if we have a sales force, okay, and we're working with this sales force, you're going to find uh, for the most part, traditional type salespeople, not talking about wallpaper now, we're talking about insurance, uh, real estate, automobile sales, that type of thing. You're going to find most of the people that gravitate as salespeople in there uh, are going to be right-brainers because they like competition, they like to work for bonuses, they like profit, uh, they like to see themselves really uh, getting things done, and they, they, th- they think they cause things to happen. Okay, uh, so you're going to have that group. Now, if that group cannot slow down, cannot uh, cheer down, uh, cannot be more affective, uh, then uh, what we do is we try then in the hiring process to hire a different type of individual, a different type of salesperson. This would be more, let's say you'd hire more like a counselor type, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, what you do is when a person comes in, okay, and they realize I'm not hitting it off with this customer, then they turn it over to a different salesperson, and this can be done very, very early in the process. And uh, it can be done as simple as uh, the individual um, just says, excuse me, I just realized I have an appointment. I'm going to introduce you to Jim. Uh, and then you go get Jim and then introduce the customer. And you turn them over in a nice, polite way. And so, therefore, then the selling approach interfaces more closely with what the buyer is interested in doing. Uh-huh. What salesperson uh, would other be words, willing? If you yeah, hire a diverse... If you hire a diverse sales staff, okay, you can turn them over. My experience, though, is this, is once people begin to understand there's profit in it, they can develop these other skills. Yeah, they, right. they can develop these other skills in a short mm-hmm. period of time. In your experience, given that it seems like there's a 25% chance of matchmaking happening in a natural way, is it better to hire a diverse portfolio of, 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 of sales talent that has different skill sets? If you hire a diverse uh, group of salespeople, you have to have a very talented manager because you're going to have differences of opinion and you're going to have different values. 
and uh, they're going to operate differently. Let me give you an example. Uh, if you uh, are hiring a sales staff and you start hiring counselor types, chances are, number one, they're going to dress different. They're going to be more casual. They may come in with no socks on, as an example. All right, uh, Their hair may not be uh, done the way you would like to have them done. Okay, And uh, also, you're going to find that they're not as punctual. They're probably going to be later, and they're going to want more time off. Okay, so you have to be able to adjust and adapt, and that takes real good management, all right, to do this. It's easier to work with a group of individuals that are all alike, okay, and that are like the manager. That's the easiest way to do it. The problem is you lose your market. You you lose a lot of sales. Right. Okay, so... Let's shift over to putting for a second. Okay. <laughs> and All right, fire away. Because I know Mandy has some questions perhaps. All right, there. okay. Uh, but tell, just bring, so try to bring this methodology into the putting world. Putting is, is, is a challenging uh, part of the golf game, yet a critical part of the golf game. Um, I began learning about some of your methodologies on your fine um, little putting green, not little, it was a big putting <laughs> okay, green right, that you okay. brought into your show floor there um, with the with the wonderful string, you know, above it sure. um, so I could focus mo- not so much on the ball, but, you know, just bring, bring people through some of the methodologies that apply okay. to their brain and, and the ability to visualize putting. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, first of all, let me say this. Uh, when you're talking about putting, uh, the first thing they have to do is they have to be able to develop the physical skill, okay, that would be the mechanics of it, okay, and they have to be able to perfect those reasonably well and be able to do them with little conscious effort. In other words, just like when we walk, we don't think when we walk. In other words, when we feed ourselves, we don't think about hitting our mouth. Okay, because over a period of time, this becomes automatic. Well, you have to, first of all, master the physical part. And the physical part is relatively simple. In other words, uh, most of the time, you want the eyes straight above the ball, okay? And usually you'll want, the if you're right-handed, you're going to want the left eye above the ball and the right eye a little bit behind the ball. Your nose is going to be a little bit behind the ball, okay? Your arms are going to hang down naturally. You're going to have a grip uh, that allows you to swing the club uh, forward and backward fairly easily, okay? But the key is, and you would mentioned about the string, the key is... Uh, when the string is above the ball, you can sort of tell when you strike the ball, if you strike the ball on the sweet spot of the putter and up on contact with the ball, is it square to the aim line? Now, if you've got it on the sweet spot and square to the aim line on contact, okay, and you can do that again and again and again without really thinking much, then you're ready then to move into uh, the mental part of the game, and in the mental part of the game is where you use the visualization, the visualization and the mental rehearsal. As an example, for level fours, we have them uh, see the ball go into the hole. Then we have them get excited before they strike the ball, which is firing the brain, and then they strike the ball, and then when the ball goes into the hole, they get excited the second time. Okay, and then that builds them up to the point where they gain greater focus and they gain greater confidence because the brain is actually telegraphed to them. It's already happened. It's gone into the hole before it's gone into it. And then your brain has this marvelous mechanism to self-correct if you're a little bit out of line. And that's the idea of the great confidence and focus. Now, if it's a right-brainer, what you do is you imagine the ball going through a tube, and so uh, it's in putting, we usually say it's an 8 to a 10-inch a tube, and you don't focus on the uh, hole, the ball going to the hole. You, fo- you, you focus on it going through the tube. So they tube, they see the tube. Then what they do is before they strike the ball, they get a little excited, then they strike the ball. Now, the front-brainer, what they're doing is they're doing field C, uh, and then get excited. We call the excitement pre-living. Uh, we get the idea from pre-living is because in uh, uh, brain surgery, uh, studies report that uh, patients whose brain cells were stimulated with tiny electrodes describe reliving the experience. 
Uh, notice they're reliving. They're not remembering. So what we're doing is we're pre-living. We're having them experience success before they ever do it. And the brain can't tell the difference. The brain can't tell the difference between imagination and reality. So when you get to the forebrainer, to the frontbrainer, it's feel, see, pre-live, do. That means they get the feel of the end of the putter, sort of like a mobility cane for the visually impaired. Because a mobility cane, as a person's poking around with an ability cane, it's like an extended finger. And so it's the tip of the cane that they feel. Well, now for a front-brainer, we want them to feel the tip of the putter, okay, the putter head. So they feel it. Okay, then they see the ball go into the hole, and then they pre-live it, they get excited, hopefully there's a burst in their brain, and they strike the ball. Now, on the other hand, with the uh, rear-brainers, we call them Birdman. We get the idea from Larry Bird shooting three-point shots. What we found out with him was he was uh, looking like a sight on a gun about, oh, two foot beyond his fingertip. And so he was looking at the arch and really caught the basket out of his peripheral vision. So when we're dealing with rear-brainers, we have them track down uh, the ball from the hole, then they look at the arc that the putter's head's going to swing on, then they imagine the putter head going on that arc, and then they get excited. They get very, very excited, and then they put the ball, keep it right on that arc, and usually your rear-brainers will get into the zone faster and more often than either right, left, or forebrainers. Wow, that's all I can say. <laughs> I heard wow. something drop. Did you say, oh, guys, this doesn't work or something? No, we, we were just so in awe. I think we just lost it there for a second. And <laughs> we were in such deep, well, as you my said, rear though, brain was in such it, deep it's, visual, it's a, visual, it's book, visual. Uh, it's, it's a lot, it, it's, it's complicated, but it's, it's easy. Once you get the system down, the, the beauty is in its simplicity. The, 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 whether you're selling, marketing, or putting a ball, once you understand the differences in the four, the beauty is in its simplicity. It, it almost teaches itself. A lot of times I'm dealing with people in a workshop, and they'll come back and they'll say, my gosh, why didn't I know this before? They've been going through a trial and error, and then what they did is they found out, oh, now I don't have to go through trial and error. This makes sense for me. And so then immediately they expand their skill. Uh-huh. Here's here, we, we unfortunately we're, we're nearing the end of the show, but like all of our shows, just we could just go on and on and on. But here's here's a couple final questions for you, and I bet Mandy's got a, at least one because I've been <laughs> dominating. I'm sorry, but I'm just so enthralled by this, Doctor James, Doctor Payne, that it's really interesting. Which which brain are you? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I'm more right brain. In other words, I'm more sales oriented. I'm probably a little more competitive than I'd like to be. I keep trying to work on my humility, okay? And that's my uh that's sort of a, a thing that I have to keep working on. And I have to back off sometimes because I'm very confident and uh, sometimes I catch myself pushing when I should be listening. And uh, so I'm more on the right brain. I'm, I'm more right brain as opposed to uh, left brain or forebrain or rear brain. Uh, I tell you what, though, in my putting, I've been really able to capitalize on the methodology for rear brain. I'm a, I'm a much you'd, – you'd see me three years ago. You ought to see me putt now. I, I'm a real good putter now, but I'm using rear brain techniques. Well, I think our most important question here is where can our listeners get a hold of your books if they're more interested? You can get it at any bookstore. Uh, If they don't have it, you just ask them to order it. Sometimes it will be on the shelf. Or you can go to Amazon.com and you just poke in up there, people-wise, brain-to-brain, or just people-wise, and it will come up, people-wise putting, people-wise selling. You can get it at any bookstore. And then if they have trouble or something, uh, could I give you my 800 number? Sure. Sure. 1-800-514-7626. 1-800-514-7626. That's 1-800-514-7626. I also have a website, www.managementandmotivation.com. That's all one word, management and motivation. And then I have uh, an email that if they want to get a hold of me, that's MM for management motivation, just MM, small letters, uh, lowercase letters, MM at Water Valley, W-A-T-E-R-V-A-L-L-E-Y, all one word, dot net. And, uh, but they shouldn't have any trouble going into the bookstore or Amazon.com. It's, it's fairly common. It sells pretty well. And people, uh, they may not be aware of it, but they'll punch it into the computer and they'll know if they've got it on the shelf. 
Wow. Well, we really have enjoyed having you on the show today. I feel like our brains are a little bigger, a little bit better. Um, and, um, and and one quick 10-second follow-up before we leave. Um, the, each of the books, is that correct, comes with a little mini quiz analysis of... Every one, has, every one of them has that little quiz in it, so yep. a person can take that thing and they can figure out if they don't know how they best learn, they can take that thing and it'll just come out just as plain as day. It's it's a real simple thing. It's amazing how we've taken something this complex and really boil it down. But like I say, the beauty is in its simplicity. That's the beauty of it. It's understandable. Well, since you've read the book and you've improved your putting, you know it works. It it does. I, I highly recommend it. It literally changed my putting game. It's a and if you don't book. have that selling book, if you let me know, I'll I'll send you a selling book. That selling book is. It, it tells you about all the experiences we had in terms of marketing and in the different ways that we trained uh, salespeople and how we got them to broaden their repertoire skills. It is now a mandatory reading feature for our three or four sales reps here at Life Tips. I will. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't handle the dot com. I didn't handle the electronic stuff very well because I haven't gotten. I don't know quite how to do that yet. But I'll tell you what. I can help them with a website now, and I can help them with brochures. I know how well, to here, do that. Here's a hint for you. If you go to one of our new properties called splittestlab.com, um, it, it, it is all about testing variables and, and learning what works and what doesn't work, and it, it's right up your alley. So It's split test lab, lab, did you say? L-A-B, yep. L-A-B, lab, splittestlab.com. Uh-huh. Exactly, yep. Okay, it good. Talks about I'll do A-B it. testing, A-B testing, and, and learning to test different copy and different creative and different uh, variables on a particular landing page and doing three variables of that particular page um, to test against the original to find out what converts better. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. A broad, t- broad area topic called landing page optimization, which, which all of our listeners at Ymaster Radio are very in tune with. But, good, good, but, good. But your comments on visualizations were fascinating and, and, and dovetail right into what we're doing over there um, and the different visual interests for the different, you know, brain strength types. It, it's, it's fascinating. I, I think Let me make next... one thing here. If you can get the customer mm-hmm. to envision they have the product, it's easy to sell them because mm-hmm. they think they've already got it. Yeah. That's the secret. Yeah. That is the real key to selling. You yep. get them to invest. If if I can in automobile sales, mm-hmm. if I can put them on a test drive and I can mm-hmm. actually get in their head and get them to think that car is theirs, okay, it's easy. It's easy to close the deal. So how do you do that? What are your techniques? So you so you're sitting there. You're a salesperson. You're sitting there next to the the person doing a test drive. What's triggering the brain to say you now own this? Are you okay. saying for instance, like, if it's a right, let's take right brainer. Okay, let's yep. take a right brainer as an example. You'll say um, uh, to the right brainer, uh, "Where did you go on your last vacation?" And then uh, they'll tell you about the last vacation. Then what they do is say, "How did you get there?" Then they start describing how they got there, what highways they went in, what they did that type of thing. And then what they do is they inadvertently are driving the car on that vacation. They're seeing themselves drive on the. In other words, you're bringing it out to them. Where? Well, tell me on the vacation. Well, what? How about it? What, wow. what would it be like this? Okay, if it's a if it's a uh, left brainer. Okay, what you do is you might say, uh, tell me about your garage. Okay, tell me what's in the garage. Uh, will this car fit in the garage? Now they have to imagine the car in the garage. Brilliant. Okay, and if you can get them to imagine the car in the garage, they're going to buy it. Okay, if they wow. like it, and you know, if you've got them qualified right, that type of thing. How about the front uh, brainer? On the front brainer, uh, on the other hand, what you do is uh, uh, you ask them, how does this feel? How does this smell to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what stands out about this? So you get them to sort of tell you, oh, gosh, this is a part of me. In other words, with the front brainer, the mm-hmm. car is a part of their personality. Mm-hmm. It's a part of their comfort. And so that's how you get them into seeing them in the car, experiencing the car. That's how you do it. And the rear brainer, because, you know, there are a few people like that out there. <laughs> what the do you do brainer, for them? You just I tell say, you what, if I catch a rear brainer coming into a dealership or wallpaper or whatever it is, I hang on and try to answer all the questions because they're going to buy when they want to buy and they're going to buy what they want to buy, and you just are going to assist them. You're not going to be able to influence them much. But I'll tell you what. The more dazzle you can put in there with that rear brainer, 
the greater the chances are they're going to buy from you. That's it. They're going to you've buy talked, from you. You've talked with Mandy and I a little bit. Can you tell right now from talking to us over the phone who is a left-brainer or a right-brainer or a front-brainer? Well, I would say that, that Mandy is because she tipped off about uh, the putt-putt. <laughs> but she's probably hitting above the midline on the front brain a six. In other words, she's got some sensitivity. She has good interpersonal skills. She's a great listener, uh, you know, that type of thing. Uh, not what I would call a closed six uh, because of the type of conversation. Yours, uh, I would have to say you're probably leaning a little more toward right brain. Uh, you're on top of things. You ask the questions. You come back quick. Uh, a left-brainer would have been a little slower. There would have been more uh, uh, silence between my responses and the next question. So I would say you're leaning a little bit above the midline on right brain. That would be five, and she'd be above the, the midline on uh, level six. Well, and listen, you know the I book, feel... take, the, take the test, and you'll find out. I feel lucky to even have a brain at the end of this conversation. <laughs> So Me thanks for acknowledging the brain capacity of both Mandy and I. <laughs> but we've enjoyed your brain and having you on the show, and really a fascinating individual. Enjoyed meeting you, and I did, and it's been great having you on the show today. I'm honored uh, to get your fireworks and going off. That I you've think improved your putting and that you remember me after three years. My gosh, what a great <laughs> tribute to me! <laughs> well, we've enjoyed having you on the show today. Thanks for listening, everyone. And, uh, Mandy, are you ready to head out to that putt-putt in the late fall here and with your gloves on and test out some of these skills? I'm so ready. I am so ready. Let's go do this. Well, I'll tell you what. If you buy, if you buy the putting book, you will be uh, a leader on the, on the miniature. You'll be ready for the PGA miniature golf circuit. If Tiger Woods, the mini, golf, the mini golf tournament. <laughs> well, listen, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to a great show. Dr. James Payne, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank and, you. Yes, indeed. Until next week, everyone, we hope your life is a little smarter. Better. Faster. And a little closer to that hole-in-one. <laughs> and a little people-wiser. Uh-huh. As a final tagline for us, rather than just wise. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, everyone. See you next week. Thanks. Thanks.